You've stopped in at the guidepost. Brought to you by the American Saltwater Guides Association. Stock up on gear, grab a coffee at the counter, and get ready to hear incredible fish stories from the best captains on the East Coast and thought-provoking conversations with stakeholders and policymakers working to protect these fisheries. This podcast is presented by Costa Sunglasses. Great. It's uh, Peter here again from the American Saltwater Guide Association and still at ICAST. <laughs> it certainly feels like it. And um, with my good buddy, uh, Craig Cantalmo from Van Stahl. And Van Stahl has been very helpful, especially around Amendment 7. But you guys have been involved in striped bass and conservation um, for a very long time. Um, and uh, the first point I want to make uh, is uh, thank you from the American Saltwater Guide Association You're for the very commitment welcome. of Van Stahl. Um, but honestly, I would argue that striped bass and Van Stahl are like in lockstep together. You got a lot of the products now, but that's where you guys got your start, right? Absolutely. I mean, I would say they're synonymous, right? Yeah. So if you look at the history of Van Stahl, we started in 1992 and that was really the resurgence of the striped bass population. We wouldn't exist without striped bass mm -hmm. being brought back from the brink. So we are intimately tied to striped bass and it's been um, really a lifelong thing of trying to make sure people understand that abundance is so important to the angler because if they don't have a reasonable expectation of catching a fish, they're not going to go. Yeah, they might play golf or do something else. Sure. And you run a risk of losing them forever, frankly, is that's the way I feel about it, right? I, I've watched it. Yeah. I've watched hardcore anglers who, let's face it, you go out, you fish all night, you're away from your family, you Tired are burned <laughs> at work the next day and you get a bump or no fish, it's hard to justify that two or three nights a week to go do it. So when you were going out there and catching six, eight, ten fish a night, it was exuberating, right? Mm -hmm. You wanted to just be out there doing it all the time and you were passionate and excited about it. And we've lost a whole group of guys from 2013 when the population started to decrease and we were so vocal mm -hmm. at all the meetings saying, we have to act. Because mm -hmm. when you have 93% of all striped bass that are caught and released by the recreational angler because they want to conserve the population, it's not a risk to say, that's what's driving abundance means so much to these guys they want to see more fish in the water yeah yeah, yeah i get you and you know it's time that we start to look at um fish you know the one fish a day might be too much we've gotten so good now we have better reels we have better line technology is unbelievable and, and that's leaving the boat guy out of it with it yeah with it advances in electronics and side scan and yeah. all that kind of stuff but it's instantaneous you see on instagram and all these other platforms where the fish are being caught how they're being caught so we're just getting better at it so when you look at the young guys here and I love to see the new blood come in but there's a lot of conversations about hey this is the best season I ever had unfortunately they don't know what it used to be like right, right? Yeah. so we've managed that in, abundance in, in, in the time when, when straight back yeah let's say 2006 yeah, right maybe a little history there because I mean that's I think context would be helpful yeah so when you look at say 2002 to 2013 you had a tremendous biomass of fish so you had a lot of small ones and you had a lot of big good, ones good distribution too absolutely and that distribution when i look at it you know we just moved to that slot limit 
If we would have done the slot limit in 2006, it would have been the greatest move ever. That was our opportunity. We had a bunch of small fish and we had a bunch of large fish, exactly how that slot limit's supposed to work. Now we're, you know, trying to save this population. A small, to, yeah. The well, they're all going to get into the slot. Mm -hmm. So we have to protect those fecund females that are out there. But we are allowing that savior year class 2015, 2017 to walk right into that slot. Yeah, yeah. So um, Claire Van Stahl has been um, involved with striped bass um, and involved in the resurgence. The timing's kind of uh, coincident. But you know, I know you personally, and I know um, that conservation's got an important place inside of Van Stahl. Now you're part of a much bigger company. There's a little bit of Van Stahl history. You were. Uh, in what was it, Hopedale, right? Right, we were in Hopedale, Mass. For a while, under Real Ventures, that was uh, ninety nine to two thousand and three. Yes, absolutely. Expansion, right? Yeah. And then Zebco. Yep. And, 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 and now two thousand and three to two thousand nineteen, and now under Pure Fishing. Mm -hmm. So Pure Fishing is is Berkeley is um, Penn, Penn is Penn, yeah Penn obviously yeah, right yeah. so, so a it's a and it's a great company that has tremendous resources and. You know, one of the reasons we got involved, Harlan Kent being um, the CEO of Pure Fishing, was like, you keep doing what you're doing and drive that. And we're proud to be part of ASGA and what you guys do to further striped bass uh, conservation and more importantly, that better business through abundance. Mm -hmm. Because if you look at the tackle shops today, 2006, I would say- You, in, see, you, you see a lot of tackle shops, is there? I see a lot of them, <laughs> right. So that I spend most of my life in them. So 2006, I would say 80% of the wall from New Jersey to Maine was striped bass, lures, and tackle. Mm -hmm. Today, I would say 50% is pushing it. Yeah. So there's Our a clear change. Yeah, yeah it's going to change. Is different. Yep. Um, you know, we did a little bit saltwater edge here. Do a little, little bit with uh, in the earlier and the later with uh, bottom fishing, which is something people have gotten more. I'd say that's expanded as well. People yep. are more interested. But but without false albacore, boy, we'd have a tough fall. We'd have a very tough fall. And that, as you mentioned, you start to. Uh, shift your target, right? So as striped bass populations drop, people switch because they don't want to stop fishing mm -hmm. and they start putting more pressure on fluke, on sea bass, on blackfish, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So you're just shifting that pressure to different species. So the king is striped bass. And let's face it, that is worth, what, $10 billion from North Carolina to Maine. Right, it's and, and you know, little I've said it before, but it's literally every man's fish. You can catch it on bait, you can catch it on lures, you can catch it on flies, you catch it from a boat, catch it from the beach, catch it in March, April, all the way to November, December. You know, and you probably the species. Yeah, it's available to every man. Yes, and that that's what we have to protect, and it's far more valuable swimming than it is in a box. Yep. Right, and the problem with this right bass is now a legal fish is worth two hundred and fifty bucks, and you know, whether there's no enforcement, you could say there's a lot of poaching going on, but it's really important that anglers realize that we have the ability to do a number of things. It's that releasing those fish that aren't injured, that are going to swim away strong, mm -hmm. pinching the barbs, do whatever they can to reduce that mortality rate. Mm 
right. is going to be key for the future of our fisheries and really for the manufacturers as well. That's why we're involved, because the more opportunities anglers have, the better our business is going to be. Sure, sure. What do you, um, just uh, since we're at ICAST and it's the biggest trade show of the year, uh, I think Ben Stahl has some news. Uh, you yep. have a new product that uh, launched yesterday, yeah, right? The X2, which yeah, we're it. really excited about. So what we did, it's our 30-year anniversary, so it was time to upgrade the next 30 years of Van Stahl. Mm -hmm. So we went to a unibody, we simplified it, we made it a little more rigid, but more importantly... The unibody helps with the rigidity, right? Is yes, that, super rigid platform, so every ounce of energy you put to the handle knob is turning the rotor, um, and guys are going to feel it out there. But so a flex would be where some of that energy would go if there was flex. Right, and you, you just okay. can't turn that rotor because everything's flexing. But more importantly, the foundation remains the same, right? So it's the machine waterproof sealed. All the materials are the same, the bearings, the seals. It's that foundation now that the clutch is on the pinion side. Mm -hmm. So it's much more uh, rigid. So when you set up on a fish, there's no flex in the rotor. It's more direct. It's gonna be an exciting, you know, next 30 years for Van Stahl. You, you added the 300 back into the line. Yes, or now to be fair, it's our 30th year anniversary. So it's really the 275, okay. but we're calling it the 300 because ah, that's okay. the reel that started Van Stahl, right? That mm -hmm. was our first reel. Oh, no kidding. Yep. The so 275. Yes, didn't know that. No, the 300. Oh, really? Yes, the VS 300 was the first reel. He's got five. <laughs> okay, so and a couple engraved. But that reel was only 29 inches per turn. So what we did on two models, we realized the 150, 200, 250 was what owns the surf. Every guy. And it's partly because of that gear ratio and super powerful but a slower retrieve, right? Yep. You're 30 inches to 36 inches between the 150 and the 250. What we did on the 100, that was only 27 inches per turn, we went to 33.5 inches in this uh, bulletproof little platform. So yep. now that reel, especially for sand beach guys, could be used on a 10 foot rod. I see. So it's fast enough to overcome that distance from the real seat to the tip. It's gonna be a really dynamic reel. And then you look at the 300 is now 50 inches per turn. So from Cabo to the canal, so roosters, all that stuff is, you know, we now have a reel that's very capable on a moon tide and a canal, you're not rocking up at the end of your cast. I'm sorry, at the end of your retrieve. And we have, you know, the opportunity for tunas. And most guys don't realize that we were really first in the game for tunas because a lot of reels were not capable to handle braid. Yeah. So our competition today and a lot of guys that have taken over that market because we concentrated on the surf, weren't able to do that in the early days because we were just suited for it. We were machined, there was no flex, we had a titanium shaft. It was essentially braid ready out of the box. Yeah, yeah. Other manufacturers had to catch up to that braid. You know what I mean? So that 300's got 400 yards of 80 capacity. It's going to be awesome. Let's go really? Down. Yeah, let's do it. All That's right. a good it's a, <laughs> Yeah, exactly right. The, uh, um, yeah, so it sounds like it's been a pretty good eye cast. Exciting to it's be entering great. your 30th year and all that. Yeah, well, so I, I, well I, received. Great. I, I want to, um, again, thank you for taking time from the sales floor. You guys, you guys were jammed. Um, uh, to come up here and spend a couple of minutes with the American Saltwater Guide Association wants to thank Van Stahl and you in particular 
for your support of Striped Bass and especially Amendment 7. Thanks. Well, thank you very much and I appreciate everything you do for making a more abundant fishery and just a better atmosphere to, to go catch fish and sell product. Sounds great, man. Thank you. Thank you.